Welcome in to another episode of the Cali Green Monster Show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you from the Tesla Studios here in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Coming to you here on a Monday, March 22nd, 2021. March 22nd is a special day. It's 30 years ago today. My beautiful wife was born, so I just wanted to wish my wife, Diane, a happy 30-year-old birthday. As someone who's been a part of the 30-year-old or the 30s club for now a little over a year, you know, it's pretty nice. I feel like it's pretty similar to your 20s, except you wake up with a little bit more aches and soreness. So, you know, you still feel the same. Um, But, you know, because I feel like at least, you know, speaking for myself, I still feel like I'm wearing a lot of the same clothes from my 20s and stuff. So I still feel like I'm doing the same stuff. I'm interested in the same stuff. I might be a dad now, so I've got some dad responsibilities. But, you know, when I look in the mirror, I feel like, you know, I'm a slightly just chubbier version of my my 20s dean. You know, and I think that the reason why we might get a little chubbier as we age is just the older you get, you just gain so much knowledge and I think your body just kind of inflates a little bit to adjust for it. I'm sure that over time as your buddy just starts to get used to having so much knowledge after all these years, you know, you might lose a little bit of weight, but you know, I think that that's just what it is, a little chubbiness and the, you know, the, the flannels fitting a little tighter nowadays. I think that's just because I'm so goddamn smart now at age 31 and that's one of the reasons why i have a talk show or a podcast that i do you know this is episode number 53 where i talk about sports and stuff and whatever that comes on my mind you know that's what it is i just i have so much knowledge i have so much stuff that's just i gotta get off my chest and this is the perfect outlet for it you know i figure today i'll talk about how my march madness bracket's going i'll give you a hint it's not going the best There was sneakily another UFC this weekend, so I think where a lot of the hype was going into this Saturday's upcoming pay-per-view where there's a heavyweight title fight. We missed a big matchup at middleweight that I want to be able to cover a little bit. And I did end up watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. It took all weekend to do it, but I figure I can talk about that for real quick. And there's a whole bunch of other things that happened over the weekend that I might touch on if I remember it but you know between a couple big injuries that happened in the NBA and then also Falcon and the Winter Soldier I'm not sure if I'm gonna get to that today I'll probably get to that tomorrow because you know it's a show that I would like to cover and I just feel like today there's already a a handful of other things I want to talk about and I don't want to overstuff you on this Monday, you know, leaving you too full to finish out the week. So let's get dig into it. Let's go right into the March Madness. So I would say I'm doing pretty so-so. I'm kind of in the middle to bottom half of my group's bracket. I think that there's a number of things you can look at when looking at my seating and how I kind of pick my bracket and pick to, okay, where things went wrong. I think, um, you know, I was in everyone's boat with picking Ohio State in the first round and them getting upset by number 15 seed Oral Roberts. You know, I think that's one of the 
arts of picking March Madness brackets is you go in knowing that there's going to be upsets, but how are you supposed to know that number 15 Oral Roberts is going to get an upset over, you know, the Big Ten champion or the Big Ten tournament cha- uh, runner-ups, Ohio State? Or, for example, how do you know that Abilene Christian is going to be able to beat number three Texas? So some of those big upsets, those are things that I didn't call. You know, and then having Ohio State going all the way, I think, to the Elite Eight, that might kind of hurt my chances at winning this thing. But you never know because I think there's a lot of other people that might have picked Ohio State to go far as well. So I think that, you know, looking at my table or at my bracket, I've still got six of the eight of my Elite Eight teams are still in it. So if my teams that I've picked to get to the Elite Eight keep going on some sort of a run then hey you never know i might be able to pull it off i've got a lot of my eggs in the basket of houston you know i've got houston going to the final they definitely gave me a scare yesterday they were playing against rutgers and rutgers was beating them like the whole game and then when i turned on the game there was probably about like 10 minutes left in the second half and rutgers had about like a nine to ten point lead and they had that for almost the entire rest of the second half and Houston turned it on and got a couple big buckets out of you at the end, had some really good defensive stops, and Houston pulled it off. So they're in the Sweet 16, and I'm definitely going to be rooting for them to get another three wins, get to the finals, and, you know, maybe that'll help me win the bracket. But you never know because, you know, I'm looking at some of the people in my group that are winning the March Madness thing. And how I'd mentioned when I was analyzing the brackets last week and I was picking my team and, I was basically saying that regardless of me analyzing the teams and thinking that I picked a good bracket, it's completely random. And there was the people I think that are at the top of the leaderboard are the people that just basically picked all the high seeds to win and didn't really pick too many upsets. And that's honestly a really good strategy. You know, as opposed to me, I picked, I think, three out of the 12, 12 or three out of the four 12 seeds to win in the first round. Which, honestly, it's like, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. It didn't work because the three that I picked lost. And, of course, the one that I didn't pick, the one that I changed the night before I filled out my bracket, Oregon State, they've gotten hot and they've gone on a run and they've actually won their first two games and they're going on to the second weekend. So 12-seed Oregon State, they're moving on. So we'll see you know we've got another slate of games happening today to finish off the round of 32 so we'll see the rest of the teams that are going to go into the sweet 16 next weekend and you know we'll be following along or at least following along casually and we'll see if my bracket can you know catch some momentum in the second weekend and you know we can win uh i don't know i forget what the, the 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 pot is right now it's around like 60 to 70 bucks i think but it's also kind of interesting that a lot of people are very tied like there's not really that big a difference in our little bracket pick them it seems like everyone's like within five to six points of each other so you never know there might even be a a tie atop the um the leaderboard by the end of the week so we'll see how it goes but you know i'll be keeping an eye on that in the world of NBA basketball the only things I really want to touch on it's because like two of the teams or I feel like two of the things that I would relatively cover or modestly cover in the NBA NBA is not something that I cover pretty extensively in the show I feel like the show is pretty big on NFL topics NFL news covering the NFL and UFC keeping updated on UFC 
Hell, I, I talk about Marvel and comic book movies more than I talk about the NBA. You know, when I talk about it, it's a stuff podcast. I think, yeah, there's definitely more stuff than there is NBA talk. But whenever do, NBA does get highlighted, I feel like one of the two things that is highlighted has been either the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, be, being an L.A. kid and a lot of my friends and listeners of this podcast being L.A. Laker fans. There's someone that I cover. And also the Hornets, just because of LaMelo Ball and how exciting he's been as a rookie. But over this past weekend, you know, LeBron James got a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out indefinitely. The high ankle sprain, I don't know how long he's going to be out for. He might be out until the playoffs. And, you know, with Anthony Davis having dealing with the strained Achilles. So the Lakers, they might be in some rough shape heading into the playoffs, and I don't know how their regular season is going to finish off. You know, they just got handled by the Suns last night. So, you know, the Lakers, you know, this was my worst fear, was LeBron getting injured with, you know, how well he's been playing, playing both amazing on the offensive and defensive side of the, the court. We'll see. If there's anyone that can be resilient and recover from a high ankle sprain, it'll be LeBron James, but he is 37 years old or 36 or 37. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I know he's in his mid to late 30s. And if any, as I was mentioning earlier at the beginning of this podcast, being a part of the 30-year-old club, you know, we don't recover as well as 20-year-olds. I have a strained peck that I, from doing bar dips back in 2018 that I feel like still hurts me. So hopefully LeBron James will be able to recover and the Lakers can come into the playoffs with the full full guns and their lineups ready to go. But definitely I think uh, the Lakers have something to be worried about right now in terms of injuries. And then LaMelo Ball, I think he's going to be seeking a second opinion but apparently it looks like he broke his wrist and he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. So that's a real bummer right there. So two big injuries, two big blows to, you know, marquee players in the league right now. So, I mean, at least, you know, Callie Green wants her show and, and the, Dean Ryan, your host, you know, they're probably lost a viewer for the time being until playoff time. So, I mean, I don't think it's really going to affect the NBA ratings too much, but I think it's worth noting that that happened. There was also a UFC this weekend, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. The main event, it was a middleweight tilt between Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland was pretty hyped going into this fight. You know, he's a big personality with a lot of talking. He was riding a five-fight win streak. The You know, he had a pretty... You know, flamboyant press conference where he was very chatty and his interview with Ariel Hawani was entertaining. So, you know, he kind of had, I feel like, kind of like that hype that the UFC kind of likes to put on fighters. You know, kind of reminding you of maybe like Sugar Sean O'Malley, someone that had a lot of swag and a lot of talk. But just like a lot of recent UFC hype trains that have, or not hype trains, because I feel like hype trains implies that, that it's all hype and there's no real substance behind it. But behind, I feel like a lot of the UFC's promotion, you know, when they feel like, okay, we're going to pick this fighter and we're going to promote the fight or the event around this guy, it's really backfired. You know, like like I mentioned, Sugar Sean O'Malley, I feel like his his trajectory was going up and then, you know, he started, he got calf kicked and, and lost. You know, look at Conor McGregor recently. I think they were hyped. Conor McGregor's return, triumphant return, and he was going to go and fight Khabib in a rematch. And, you know, it doesn't happen when he gets beat by Dustin Poirier in the second round. 
you know when max holloway went up to lightweight there was a lot of hype that this guy was gonna he dominated 145 and he was gonna go dominate 155 that didn't work out recently of adesanya they were all the promotion going into the last pay-per-view was about adesanya becoming a double champ you know and that didn't happen it's i feel like the it's a huge list of the ufc putting their promotional prowess behind a fighter and it not working out and i feel like it hasn't really completely worked out since conor mcgregor's big run you know you could argue that khabib was you know a successful but i feel like he was more successful based off his own merits and just being a really great fighter and people wanting to see this wrestler from Dagestan coming out and winning but my whole point to talking about fighters being hyped going into fights is you know Kevin Holland was really hyped and he just did not show up you know he got completely dominated by Derek Brunson Derek Brunson especially in rounds three four and five controlled it with his wrestling and it was such a lackluster performance by Holland that even Dana White was questioning whether Holland had a mental breakdown in there because he was talking the whole time he was talking on the way to the ring there was a point I think at the end of the first round where Brunson had him against the cage and and Holland was literally talking to Habib Nurmagomedov and Dana White, who were in the front row, and he was just talking to him and asking for wrestling advice from Habib. And he just, you know, wasn't engaging and just was completely getting shut down. And it wasn't the performance you were expecting from a guy like Holland, who was coming in with a lot of bravado and a lot of confidence and a lot of swag. And I guess it's it's cool when you do that, but if you're gonna have that kind of confidence and that kind of swag and you know come in with that kind of hype you need to deliver so you know going like with the inner one of the interviews or i think it was the pre-fight presser where he was answering questions from reporters you know there was a number of things that made you kind of question if his head was really in the fight like for example he was talking about how this is his first main event and it was going to be his first time fighting for five rounds and was talking how he wasn't looking in favor of that and he doesn't want to be making a habit of it and he's hoping that he doesn't fight main events in the future because he doesn't want to have to be dealing for 25 minutes of fighting and obviously he's probably just saying this for like for laughs and it's just like you know just he's just saying that to you know for fun promotion but you know it, it really did kind of seem like I don't know if he was afraid of using all of his energy and that's why he wasn't engaging as much or just wasn't as aggressive as we typically see from this guy and he was even mentioning like <clears throat> he would move down to 170 to basically restart his rise in the ufc rankings because he doesn't want to have to do five round fights anymore or main event fights and even after this loss he was mentioning like wanting to move down to 170 so i don't know if Holland's head wasn't completely in this fight you know answer he was answering questions about people he'd like to fight after Brunson so I don't know if he was thinking Brunson was just going to be a gatekeeper or someone that he was going to be able to get through because you know Derek Brunson is someone who's been in the division for a long time I think right now after that victory he's now third on the UFC history of middleweight wins so he's been around for a while but he's not anyone you would consider like you would think be threatening for a title but after that victory, I think that's his fourth fight win in a row. And he hasn't lost since he lost to Israel Adesanya, the current champ. So, you know, Derek Brunson, you know, the guy that wasn't really 
being highlighted much going into this fight. He's coming out looking good, and he wants a fight with a top contender, a top five contender. He called out Paulo Costa or mentioned wanting to fight Paulo Costa. You know, Paulo Costa is the top five dude. He is coming off a loss from Adesanya in his title fight. He was supposed to be fighting Robert Whitaker, but he had to pull out for, I'm not sure what the reasons were, but so I think a fight with Paulo Costa and Derek Brunson, that'd be interesting at 185. And for Kevin Holland, you know, whether he decides to go down to 170 or 185, he's definitely going to need to rebound because you know with a lot of hype and a lot of promotion and especially with a main event slot he probably had a, he had a lot of eyes on him and especially eyes on him that people might not have seen or have seen him fight before and he definitely didn't impress anybody with his performance on Saturday but you know he still seems confident he's a young dude and I do expect him to be back I do plan on talking some more UFC probably as the week goes on you know, we've got a big pay-per-view coming up on Saturday, heavyweight title fight. It's a rematch between Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou. So pretty hyped on that. Going to be talking about that a lot. So, you know, keep that on your calendars over the next couple episodes to be looking out for. And before I get out of here, you know, I just want to move out of sports and be able to touch on you know, the movie that it took me the entire weekend to watch. You know, my wife and I, we had recently got HBO Max, and we decided, all right, let's pop on Zack Snyder's Justice League. We knew this was going to be a long sit-through. It was over four hours long, and my God, it, it took forever. I think it did take us about three or four sit-downs, you know, about an hour and a half in the first way through. I got sleepy. An hour through the second time, I think my wife might have got sleepy. The third time, I think we both got sleepy. And then we eventually finished it. I don't know if that's the best endorsement from somebody is that, you know, I was getting sleepy the entire time. But it really was like you were like over two hours through the movie and a few things kind of exciting had happened. But for the most part, you were kind of left left wondering like, this movie still hasn't started yet. So, you know, it's kind of what you'd expect. You know, four hours, it, they definitely weren't efficient with their time. There was a lot of slow motion shots that didn't need to happen. I feel like, at least with the Avengers, uh, with most of the characters, they had their own movies prior to the Avengers. So you kind of had backstory and you actually cared about the characters more. Whereas with this movie, I felt like they were trying to, at the beginning of the movie, like establish characters, give backstory. But like, it just, it took too long. Like Cyborg's like character and like his backstory with his dad. I felt like that just took up almost like an hour of the movie. Meanwhile, Flash had like a little intro that was like, while it was a cool scene, it didn't seem necessary. It's, it's all right. I mean, it wasn't the worst. I was expecting it to be worse. But it also wasn't enough for me to say, like, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. You know, there were some cool action scenes. I had never seen Wonder Woman, like, her movie or her sequel. So, like, watching her action scenes were kind of cool. Like, she looked badass. Gal Gadot looks the part. She's not the best actress, but she at least looks like Wonder Woman. But, my God, dude, every time she came on the screen, there was just, like, some, like, like, chanting music. Kind of, like almost like in 300 when the Persians would show up, but like every time, like my wife would be in the kitchen and you'd hear like the, the chanting of the, oh, 
And she's like, oh, Wonder Woman showed up, I guess. And it's like, dude, every single time she showed up, it was just like this whack-ass music. And honestly, the music in there, like, throughout the whole movie, it was kind of, like, dark and, eh. Like, it was just like, blah. Like, I don't know. I want my superhero movies to be fun. And, you know, it was just kind of dark and boring. There was a couple moments where, like, the Justice League was almost like the pregame before they were about to go kick some ass and there'd be some hardcore, like some guitar going and it'd be like, there we go. That's the kind of music we want before some like superhero ass kicking, but it wasn't enough. And it's also weird that there was a lot that it's obviously that they're trying to set up more justice leagues or more movies in this series. So knowing that it's probably not going to happen, that was also kind of weird it was also kind of messy where you didn't know if these were if there were flashback sequences if there was future sequences if they were if it was just dreams if it was reality if something was happening at the same time as the other thing when did the, it honestly it was just kind of messy so i mean unless you're like a really big comic book fan and a fan of batman and the characters that are in the justice league or you really got nothing left to do else to do throughout the day and have hbo max I'd say check it out, but if you don't have HBO Max, I wouldn't advise getting the platform just for this. I enjoy HBO Max, you know, on a separate note, and HBO Max has a lot of other movies, so I mean, maybe get HBO Max for another reason, but I wouldn't say Justice League, or Zack Snyder's Justice League is the reason for it, so... At the end of the day, you know, if I had to give it the, a 1 out of 10, it would probably be between, like, you know, probably, like, a, a solid 5, you know, probably 4 or 5. You know, I, I feel like I was almost being nice by giving it a 5, so I'll say a 4.5 out of 10. Because at the end of the day, it's just too long, not enough action for 4 hours. And I think people that, you know, are saying that this is better than the Avengers or any of the Marvel movies are just trying to be edgy because they, they honestly don't hold a candle to Endgame or you know some of the better Marvel movies they take it it takes itself way too serious so I'm ready to put Zack Snyder's DC Universe behind us and I'm ready for Robert Pattinson's Batman Ben Affleck he did a pretty, pretty decent job but you know if it if it means Ben Affleck being attached to Zack Snyder I'm not really a fan of Zack Snyder's vision of the DCU so yeah Justice League Take it or leave it. I'd leave it. I probably in tomorrow's episode I'll probably talk about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That one I'm definitely more positive on. It was way more efficient. It was way more fun to watch. So I'll talk about that. In the meantime, though, that's been an episode of the Cali Green Monster Show. I hope you enjoy your Monday. Let's just go on. Let's tackle this fucking week. Let's do it. But until next time, I appreciate everyone that takes the time to download and listen. I've been your host, Dean Ryan. Peace.